it could all be so simple baby baby pain but you'd rather make it hard loving you is like a battle what and we both end up with scars i've changed the key like three times tell me who i The game's in red. Surprise, That's how I started grabbing the mic. <laughs> Cause no one loves you more than me. And no one ever will. All these things keep coming back from the past. Yeah. All these people coming out of retirement. We see Kendrick Lamar got a new album coming out. They remaking movies all the damn time. We don't think they'd be remade. You know who, need, you know who we need to see again? You know who I want to see again? Who? I think she got another one in her too. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I think there's one more in her. I need to hear the re-education of Lauren Hill. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> not that you owe me, Miss Lauren Hill, but I'm just saying. And all the things that have returned, all the things that are being reconsidered. The homegirl uh Candace told me one time that uh, uh she considered the miseducation of Lauren Hill to be the Bible on respectability politics. And I would like to see a response to that from Miss Lauren Hill. Has she learned anything new? Did she listen to the songs of the past and be like, hey, maybe I should have been like, go get your money, girl. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what other different message she would have said, but yeah. care for me, care for me. You know, you care for me, stand for me, stand for me. They said Frank Ocean is retired. Yeah. Is it real? I don't know. <laughs> Put him in the same category, okay? <laughs> I need new albums from Frank Ocean and from Lauryn Hill. But only if it's... Only if it's what? Only if it's like, I don't know, Channel Orange or Nostalgia Ultra. You don't want no more, you don't want no more blonde? No, I'm cool. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it, was, it, was, it was okay, but... <laughs> all right, all right. Well, hit the intro, sweetheart. Let's get to it. Got a busy day. Good morning, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Hawaii and Make We Be Mo. Yeah, we are your solution baked podcast where we discover and investigate all things black all the time. I mean, sometimes we take a take a break from the black because man, being black is hard as hell. But think of us like a mix between Howard Stern and and Tom Joyner. Uh, with a freshly rolled joint in the morning, we'll be covering the new blueprints. Um, and so with, let's make sure we're saying good morning to our wonderful producer and the wonderful uh, heartbeat to my soul, <laughs> the lady of the house. Good morning, lady of the house. <laughs> good morning, y'all. Why are you covering your mouth? Allergies. Okay, for sure. Mm. 
For sure. She over here looking like a bandit right now. About <laughs> to get stuck up. <laughs> uh, this morning episode is always as always is being brought to us by the Washington and former Bridge WIBridgeDC.com or at WIBridgeDC on all social media platforms. Of course, always check out my man, the Media Prince, who has his season two of what's going on DMV. If you need the tea, if you need the hot takes, if you need to know what the fuck is going on around the city, just holler at my man Media Prince, because he's gonna bring you art and entertainment. <laughs> We bring you culture and taste, art and entertainment. We bring you history and politics. And we got all things D.C. I even got you covered, Maryland and Virginia. Welcome to What's Going On, D.C. Shout out to the media prince. We appreciate you and meet, uh, uh, making his voice more dramatic than it actually is. Art and entertainment. He don't even <laughs> say it like that. Uh, and also, of course, Tomorrow, we already know, tomorrow is 420, which is the Wake and Bake Fest. So this show is also being brought to you by the Wake and Bake Fest. We will be having a special segment at the end to do some highlights of our sponsors and features that will be at the show. It'll be a good time. Um, you showing the, does the animator joint up right now? Is that this one? Yeah. yeah. Show the animator joint. I'm saying, okay, we got the Wake and Bake Fest. I just want to say, because I can't write it down, because apparently arrogance is, is no good for your marketing. That's what they tell me in the books. But I just want to say... The marketing assets for this situation have been fantastic. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I get y'all flyers and I get y'all flyers and y'all posts and the DMs and I get y'all videos y'all take directly off y'all phone and which I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? We still gonna go to the party. We still gonna go to church on Sunday. Whatever the fuck it is, right? It's a real cute, real cute flyer. But man, y'all niggas ain't touching this shit, man. And I ain't seen it. I haven't seen an event producer produce this level of marketing assets ever. No. Speaking of which, let's show them the commercial and then we're going to get right into the show. That'll work. Mm. Even if you might not want to, you can't help but wake people up with that fresh, stank-ass herb smoked in the haze of the early morning. All right, time to head upstairs. Oh, I'm so ready to make breakfast for my sweetheart. Sweetheart, wake up! I got breakfast! <laughs> oh, you made breakfast. This is sweet. The best part of waking. Feel like your toes though. Oh. Is people and Free pre-roll with entry. I do want y'all to know that the lady of the house toes does smell like the fire gas, though, okay? All so right. Like hot Cheeto OG. I don't okay? know why you're projecting. <laughs> you're the only person in the house. I'm the only person in the house with stank toes, that's what you're saying? That's wild. <laughs> that's wild. But uh, good morning, y'all. We have a very interesting show for you this morning. We want to talk about uh, a few things. The the last segment we're going to reserve to give a a, a shout out and a, a more explanations of what the Wake and Bake Fest are. But if I can if I can speak my truth, it is my show. I feel like I can speak my truth. If I speak my truth, I'm tired of promoting that motherfucker. Good lord, my Never. goodness, I ain't put out a clip. <laughs> Niggas don't even know what the show about. <laughs> they just see the blue and the yellow. My goodness. Um, but we are, and you know, although I am fatigued, we still need to sell more tickets to the situation. 
Although maybe we'll get to that when we get to the last segment. There are three things we want to talk about. That's the third. Uh, one of the one of the other two things we want to talk about this walk I took through DC canvassing door to door. Some observations that I saw in the U Street area. And then I also want to talk about, which I think we're going to start here. I want to talk about this new app that the Gen Z, the Zillennials, um, uh, um, the, the Gen Z people, what they are gravitating to is this new app. And it's called Be Real. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you can, while I'm talking, see if you can scroll through the scenes and see if you can find my man's with the filter. I forgot what I called it. Okay. But in the, in the season three premiere episode of Hawaii, we discovered, uh, we came back with this idea that the internet is real. And I based it upon this situation of this gentleman on Instagram. Show it. If it I don't know if it's, it might be right in the kitchen to come up. Let's see what happens. Oh, I thought it was, is IG real, real? Is it that one? Yeah. I don't know what happened to this. See here, let's see here. It just played? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it had no sound over here, but apparently it just played. So we based it on this thing that there's this, there was this real filter on IG, or maybe it was just like an interactive game, I suppose, in which this orange bar comes down and is supposed to reveal to you who your celebrity lookalike is. But when I went to do it myself, I found out that there wasn't an AI that was doing that situation. There were people who were uploading their own pictures and then acting like, literally acting, literally getting their Oscar on yeah. to figure to see if they could fool the people if to thinking that this AI had disrespected them. That's when I discovered that the internet ain't real. It's not a real place. Mm-hmm. And everything we do on the internet is actually an imitation of something that we could do in better in real life better. I want you to keep that definition in mind. I believe the internet is a replacement or is a, a capitalistic convenience that allows us to do things that we do in the real life worse that's what the internet is right right so in such as such of such through such i forgot to say you could donate through the situation we'll do that later as such in such through such there is a new app that the gen z people are on the name of the app is called be real play the clip Why are people ditching their social media apps for this new one? You might have seen this icon at the top of your phone's app store. It's called Be Real and it's quickly becoming one of the most popular social media apps amongst Gen Zers. As we all start to ditch the filters for something that's a bit more real. So how does it work? Well, at a different time every day, you get a notification to post a photo of what you're doing in that exact moment. And you should post that moment within two minutes. It's caught people's attention because you get to see what's real, which is often less exciting than you may think. You can't use filters like you can on other social media platforms, and you don't have the time to find an Instagrammable corner so you can pretend you're living your best life. And people are loving it. It started in France in 2020, but has really taken off recently. It's been downloaded more than 3 million times since the start of this year. In a time where there is increasing social media fatigue, this app for the moment seems to be showing phone users a real life image that they find comforting. So would you ever ditch your apps for this new one? Sometimes I have to be careful because I'm getting older, right? <laughs> I told a lady at the house the other day, I can tell I'm getting older. Because when I walk in rooms with people who are like 24, 25, 26, sometimes all the way up to 29, when I speak, they look they look at me like I'm an adult. 
Like they look at me like with reverence and a slight bit of respectful fear. Yeah. Um, and that's not something that happened in my in my mid twenties and teenage years. I never got those looks before. But anyway, um, I'm getting older, and um, I must be constantly aware of my own biases, right? Mm-hmm. I must be constantly aware that what may be solutions for the future can look like disruptive, disruptive culture to me. Okay. So I see this Be Real app, right? This app that. Um, to me, imitates just having friends, mm-hmm. like being able to see what people are doing in the moment. And I listen to the name of Be Real, mm-hmm. and I'm stuck between is this a solution to social media or is this further integration into the false reality of social media? Right. Because if the social media app can allow us to be real, be authentic within a moment, but still live in this very curated space, mm-hmm. is that reality? Right. I read in an article when just when when trying to discover what more about this app, um, a person said I can't remember the name and how they're connected to the app, but they said that curating the human facade is the most human thing that you can do. I deeply disagree. Disagree. Yeah. Curating our aesthetic, how we look, to me is not. I mean, it's a human thing to do, but actually I feel like the most human thing you could do is fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) The most human thing you could do is make a mistake. Cross somebody's path. Break a bone. Um, Not uh, curate your self-image. And when we talk about the natural curation of a self-image, I really feel like that means like cut your hair, wash your face, not digitally alter your aesthetic. And I hate, I mean, again, it's, it's, we were tiptoeing on this line when we were talking about... Did we talk about wigs on here? Did we talk about BBLs? Yeah. Okay, we were tiptoeing on a line when we were talking about wigs and BBLs on here. And I'm very careful not to shame individuals who use these face-altering apps as a way to uh, keep up with the Joneses on, on, on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm very careful not to do that because the individuals that we're usually talking about are women, Right. right? And we talked about on last Thursday, make sure you check out the episode on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, I mean, or on BeMoreAuthentic.com. But we talked about last week, who is responsible for the beauty standard? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I know who it affects Who it affects most. Right. And I know we should be careful about how we demystify that this beauty standard is damaging. Mm-hmm. So I'm very careful to my people out here using the Facetune, I'm very par- careful to the people out here using the filters. But I want you to know, if Gen Z, I think this might be an important note because I feel like millennials are always afraid of this of the C word. If Gen Z is growing fatigue of digital digital alterations, mm-hmm. then your face altered on an app is going to be considered corny. Mm. Wow. Um, what I find interesting, and I, this is why I had to start off the segment by saying I want to be careful about not being the old guy uh, stomping, saying, back in my day, you, you can do what the fuck you want to do. What I, I want to be careful in that because I don't know, while I'm sitting here asking the question if Be Real is actually a realistic, in, a realistic integration of technology and social media, I'm also very aware that this could be a solution. This could be the solution to this 
impossible beauty standard that is being propagated throughout social media, this breaking of a pattern, this breaking of a mindset that you have to have, you have to have a perfect face mm -hmm. to be respected on your social media. If Be Real is doing the work to break that, then this might be the solution. Hmm. And so when I see things like put up the Ogilvy joint, when I see things, uh, 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 yeah, when I see things like uh, the announcement that Ogilvy put up where they said UK Ogilvy, which I think is a beauty brand, is no longer uh, sponsoring, featuring influencers who use face alteration. Mm -hmm. Be Real comes out amongst Gen Z is starting a rethinking of what it means to be authentic on the internet. Ogilvy UK says the influencers will no longer need to use facial alterations. Actually, you can't use facial alterations and get this check. Mm -hmm. So I'm stuck. I'm stuck between, and maybe only time will tell, I'm stuck between whether this app, whether this social media thing will actually do the work of fixing uh, the mental health and the, and, the, and the cultural responsibilities and the beauty standard impossibilities. I'm wondering if that'll do the work to break that or if that's just the next step in. Right. The next step into a metaverse, the next step into a digital universe that allows you to curate your experience. I always take it back to 10,000 merits on Black Mirror, right? Mm -hmm. They had the TV show. They had the TV shows that you could watch when you was riding a bike, Right. Some of the TV shows were I'm a slap you. Some of the TV shows were dating dating shows. Some of the TV shows were a, 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 a reality TV competition show. But when the revolutionary got a TV show, instead of him breaking the system, they just put him on TV as well. Mm -hmm. I'm always cognizant that if Be Real is just part of the social media experience, then I feel like that's just a channel that you can turn to, and it's not the solution. Right, but. Also, want to be very careful to say this could be the right step because I think, man, I don't know what some of y'all look like. <laughs> I see you every day on Instagram, see you every day on Twitter, then I see you in person, walk right by you. I don't know what some of y'all look like, man. We have a comment from the beginning of the show. I want to get to that. Do we have any other comments regarding the Be Real? Nope. What are your thoughts on the? What are your thoughts on this app? Um, I agree that I'm not sure that this is necessarily a step in the right direction because I I get the you know the pretenses and like the point of it and everything mm -hmm. but you have to look at how an app like Instagram started yeah right right it started out as a pure mm -hmm. photograph exactly. sharing app right um, and look how we've devolved <laughs> look how we've devolved now niggas uh, we used to be great photographs I feel like the at one point the most popular thing on Instagram were Amazing photographs. Right. Now the most popular thing are reels where play, people playing with themselves mm -hmm. and uh, and the commuted <laughs> niggas digitally masturbating out here. <laughs> niggas wow. out here playing with themselves on the internet using Instagram as a filter. Isn't that crazy? We have all this technology now. And that's what y'all We have all this technology doing. now. And I don't know. I mean, I again, I want to be, as much as I want to be like, come on, y'all. Yeah. It's a... Um, as someone who, I'm going to borrow Kayla's words, as someone who talks to the internet every day, it mm. seems like, there is an immense pressure to be like other people so that you can see those numbers go up. There's like a endorphic connection to it. Yeah. Um, and if you're not careful, you will very soon find yourself following in the same tropes to the people that you can't stand. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, uh, that's why I feel like my least, my least favorite social media content is social media content that teaches you how to make social media content. <laughs> it's like the most redundant and ridiculous thing possible. Yeah. Let's get to this comment at the beginning of the show, and then we're going to move on to our, our next topic. Um, so Drew, Drew, Drew asked me said, for some black ass advice. He said he had a situation he needs a black ass opinion on. Okay. Their wedding, this white call ass- me now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> At their wedding, this white ass woman is going to be hopping a broom. It's irritating the most African part of my soul. Am I tripping? Um, are you? I hope she's marrying a, a black man. Right. Um, and if she's marrying a black man and he's having her jump the broom, I think your problem is with the groom. Yeah. Cause, um, um, I wish I had a white friend I could call up on. That'd be another thing. That'd be another thing I'd have in the show. We'd have the corral of big booty girls that'll be our, our live audience clappers, and then I'd have phone a white friend. I wish I could just press a button and be like, hey, Jack, you know about jumping the broom? No? All right, cool. So if, if white folks don't know about jumping the broom, then it seems like this is a tradition that's being extended from the black man over to his white wife. Um, I, are you, I don't know if you're friends with the groom, Drew, but I would have to have a conversation with the groom. Yeah. I'd have to tell him flat out, bro, you marrying a white woman. <laughs> this is a this is an enslaved tradition. Right. You are marrying a white woman. Walk down that aisle, listen to your Bon Jovi, <laughs> have your mixed kids, and move on with your life. Yeah. I'm not even 100%. I'm not 100% sure about jumping the broom if we get, not if, when we get married. That seems like old tradition to me. That seems like old, old blueprints to me. But maybe, you know, maybe just a cultural tradition. Either way, I don't think it's hers to have. And and if I want to go deep because I don't know these people, I feel like that's going to be an indication of the type of marriage they're going to have. He said it's mostly because she's critical of black culture, but now is engaging in something sacred. Yeah, no. That's going to be a problem. Right. That's going to be a problem. If this white woman don't understand that she white, when y'all have black kids, she's going to assume she black. Man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you now. If this white woman does not understand her place in whiteness, does not understand her job is to actually liberate whiteness from the situation, mm-hmm. not to participate in black culture, y'all gonna have a problem. Right. So Drew, I don't know who you know. If you know the groom, holler at the groom and be like, hey man, you gotta tell your wife to chill. Or 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 have a conversation with your fiance about the realities of her being white, participating in a black tradition. Like, what does that really mean? Like, what is it? That's the same thing as what is what does it mean to be a Negro on July 4th? What does it mean? What is what is the what is Independence Day to the enslaved? Right. Why are white women jumping the broom? She got to cut that shit out. <laughs> she really got to cut that shit out. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. It's rolling time. I like that segment, though. I want to do more advice with BMO. Black ass advice from BMO. Marcus said, would that be her fault or the grooms if she doesn't know how she fits in with black culture? That's what I, I think is the groom's fault. Yeah. I think, I think, I think my man's Drew, you got to sit down with the groom and and reconcile the violation so that he can then communicate that to his wife. Now, I don't know who out here suggested to jump into the broom if it was her. That's wild. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's wild. If it was him, my man got to recognize he dating a white woman. If he wanted to do black things, well, you should have chose differently. Okay. 
<laughs> what the black lady in the crowd say when uh when Gerard Carmichael said he was dating white boys? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, y'all. It's rolling time. Okay. Uh this today's rolling time. We actually gonna play the Technicolor video. One of the features for the Wake and Bake Fest tomorrow morning. My main man, light skinned grand. What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? I can't, I can't say that. I can't say that. My main man. <laughs> That's my Martin Luther King right there. The Jews and Gentiles. <laughs> this nigga Martin Luther King. This nigga Martin Luther King was off the chain. Um, yeah, we're going to show the Technicolor video. Uh, and we'll be right back with more. Wake and make with B. Mo. Don't go nowhere. Y'all say you're. You're. Yeah. <laughs> if you name no place in time, I'll be there. It could be another life, I'd be there for you. If it gets cold, I'll pour if it's too loud, I'll call it down. If it gets dim, if it all fades out, I'll see you in Technicolor. Welcome back to Who Wake and Bake We It Be Mo. You know, I look, I look Kayla in the eye yesterday, and I was playing. Actually, I, I have a tape player that I carry, carry around now. Bluetooth play, but uh, I have a Bluetooth tape player that I carry around now. Um, and I was playing Technicolor the tape. If you don't have that, go get that. Playing Technicolor the tape while we were in the meeting yesterday, and I looked at Kayla and I was like, hey, man, you remember we made a, a music video? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you, y'all. Shout out to Kendall. Shout out to the whole team. Um, shout out to the good folks over at BMO Productions. We fuck with y'all. What? Uh, no, I was talking to me. 
that was Yaj, the the Technicolor music video that premiered last year. I'm still so very proud of that situation. Yaj will be a performer, the performer at the Wake and Bake Fest. He'll be closing out the night. It's going the, the night. The morning. The morning. <laughs> the morning. Although, I had a thought the other day. No, I'll say the thought. I'll say the thought for, I'll, say, I'll save it for post show thoughts on Thursday. We're going to be doing it. We got a full slate this week. Mm-hmm. We ain't done Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in like a year. Um, we got a full slate this week. But anyway. Um, Maybe two. Yeah. What do you say? Maybe two. Maybe two years we ain't done Monday, Monday Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, because you were you were working at CTA last year. Damn. Mm-hmm. 420 is uh uh is the show anniversary. Mm-hmm. We turned three? Yeah. No, two, because we started on 2020. So we would have been one last year. We'd have been one. Okay, okay, okay. And we are two. Good Lord. That means we're going into our third year. Yeah. Um, there's something I want to say, but I don't know if it's appropriate. Um, okay, I'll just put it this way. If this is year two, going into year three of Wake and Bake with BMO, this is my fifth year in podcasting. My fifth year in podcasting. And, um, I heard I you hear all the pod. I know I don't know if y'all actually listen to podcasts, but when you listen to podcasts, you hear all the advertising. You see all the money that's being made in the advertising space. And what's interesting about the podcast space that it is incredibly oversaturated. Like there could be there's probably four niggas right now, um, combined on all y'all timelines who's also doing a similar situation right now. I don't know if they got the quality we got. And I don't know if they talk about what we talk about. Yeah. But there are four niggas right now who are also doing the same thing, and and I don't necessarily mean on IG. I mean, just the fact that somebody's doing a wake and bake morning show. Like, it's happening. Right. It's an oversaturated feel. And what's funny about the podcast feel is that you only need a thousand, a thousand consistent listeners to be in the top 3% of all podcasts. Ain't that crazy? Right. Yeah. If you, if you, if you didn't know, we had like 350 here at Wake and Bake with Bebo. So we are 35% away from being in the top 3% of all. I'm sorry. We are 65% away being in the top 3% of all podcasts. It's kind of a crazy thought when you think about it. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. Why am I talking about this? <laughs> Who's I talking about? Uh, oh, you've been doing podcasting for been five years. Been doing podcasts for five years. It is not. It has not been until this season of Wake and Bake with BMO we are actually seeing financial returns from the show. Right. With that being said, I want you to know that you can always donate to the show. You can always go to bemoauthentic.com backslash D-A-R-E-N-T. Because although brands are trying to advertise the show, the only people I feel like can actually make an impact on the show, make sure we go to where we go, is the people. Yeah. It's y'all. It's all seven, eight of y'all on Instagram. It's all four of y'all on YouTube. It's all six of y'all on Twitter right now. It's actually six on YouTube. Oh, hey. <laughs> Shit, we got double-digit numbers. <laughs> um, uh, and I tell you, this whole sponsorship situation has just taught me so much about the power of the people, the power of engagement. Community. Community! <laughs> Which is, ironically, one of my least favorite words. Interesting. 
um, oh. like love, honestly. It's been bastardized and, and, and marketed so much that I don't even know what the fuck it means anymore. I know what love means. I know what community means. But as far as like worldwide recognition of what the actual definition is, what's up? Drew said it took him a full year of being monetized on YouTube to get his first payout. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know it was. Damn. How much was your first payout, Drew? If you don't mind. If you don't mind. But what you were saying um, about this being the first year that the podcast has been monetized, it's kind of like a life lesson in there. Like, you may not be able to see the end, you know, uh-huh. the end of your journey. Or this is not the end. This is really you just may, the yeah, beginning. You, yeah, right. 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 I don't know. I think there is a, this is definitely not what we were supposed to be talking about. But I think there is a, um, I said on the last post, I don't know how people, how many people read my my captions on this joint. But I'm actually a pretty decent writer. Um I was uh, uh, in my last joint. I I have revealed to the people that I have been evicted two times in sixteen months. Mm-hmm. Uh, once from R Street and once from Q Street. That's crazy. QR right next to each other. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. And the reason why is because. I invested my rent money, the money that I had made to go towards this apartment, JBG, whoever the fuck owned it, I don't care. Um, I had invested that money into events. So when you, and people, and what's crazy, people might not even remember this, but when you look back at the speakeasy situation, the money I paid Panama, the money I paid Blackstone, the money I paid Alex Vaughn, the money I paid Deacon Izzy, that's my rent money. Mm-hmm. When you go to Q Street, the money I paid <laughs> Foots and Coles, the money I paid Alex Vaughn, the money I paid DuPont Underground, the money I paid uh, 411 New York. That's a speaking situation. Like those are straight up events. I see the direct cause and effect of the situation. So when you say like you can't see the thing that's directly in front of you, it's not. It's not a pole that's blocking your eyesight. Right. It's a journey Mm -hmm. that you can't see the end of. It's not a single distraction. It's not a, it's not a one obstacle. It's not even an obstacle course. It's an obstacle marathon. Yeah. That's a circle. I feel like it's a winding path. (laughs) Yeah. I'll give you, it's a winding path that you run in laps. Yeah. You're going to run down that path again. Yeah. You are going to make a mistake again, and you're going to have to run down that path again. Mm-hmm. And Drew uh, says, uh, for YouTube, it was 115, and his first Twitch payout he got in five months was 106. Wow. The people still say we should be on Twitch. And TikTok. <laughs> and maybe we should. Yeah. And maybe we should do those things. Um, I don't know. I just got real introspective, maybe because like the event is tomorrow. Um, and if I'm being honest now, okay. So for the first time ever, we're being, the show was paid for and I haven't spent a dollar. The money that's going to be made from the tickets is going directly back to the show. The purpose of the wake and bake fest is to introduce more people to wake and bake with BMO. But for the first time, I don't feel the pressure about money. I actually feel the pressure about attendance. <laughs> but I'm gonna say this though. I'm gonna say this though, and I, I I've been trying to tell myself this before every event. 
we've done the best we can. Yeah. We have marketed the best way I know how. We have reached as many platforms as possible. We have burst our primary bubble. We have produced high-quality content to get the voice out. If this event does not reach the attendance mark that it needs to, we have the money to pay back our sponsors. And maybe because I fucked up yesterday, I made a pretty big mistake yesterday. I'm hoping, my biggest fear is that the sponsors won't show me grace. I don't know how that would happen. I don't know what that looks like. But if, because we got people buying tickets, but a lot of people buying tickets also saying, man, I can't make it in the morning, but I want to buy the support. Right. If only nine people come to this situation. There's 13 people on here right now. If only nine people come to the Wake and Bake Fest, I want y'all to know, and I say this with the bottom of my heart, that was not the marker of my success. Yeah. I feel like they know that. We know that. They know that? Yeah. The people know? We know. <laughs> the people know? I mean... I mean, maybe because maybe we haven't fucked up on here in a while other than the technology issues. Thank you, OBS. Don't crash. I know you're sensitive. Um, I, think, I, think, I think I have forgotten, and yesterday's mistake definitely clarified it to me. I think I have forgotten that one of, the, one of the reasons why we do this show is to do the work of being wrong and correcting ourselves in public. Right. Um. Having the wrong opinion, coming to the wrong conclusion, being corrected, having the correct information, and then justifying. If we are who we say we are, if we are who we say we are, then accountability should be easy. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the next subject. We got some comments. Oh, we just go. Come on, come on with the comments. That wasn't a segment, but come on. Ariel says, people are tired of, quote-unquote, fast food content. Mm. You give nuance and quality. Hella okay. proud to, yeah, hella proud to see this continue to grow. Hey, Ariel. Then we got... She played the melophone. Oh, nice. Hey. I think, I think that's who we're talking to. I think, yeah, she played the melophone. Um, oh, my God. I had such an unfortunate nickname for you in college. I am so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. I can't even remember what it was, but it's definitely not something I'm proud of. Uh, District Book says salute. Cool. Jocelyn says, how many are you expecting? Blow Magazine says, we know that. Like, we know it's not indicative. Yeah. And then District Book says, we build in. This is the jump off. It's going to be a success. And then Blow Magazine says, keep going. The joys of being wrong. Actually, you know what? Now that uh, uh, District Bloke got on here, it actually reminded me. We do have a, uh, we do have a segment that we probably, I want to. I'm going to table again my walk through DC. <laughs> I'm going to table it again. Let's get to some of our wake and bake fest situations. I actually want to start with bastards. I don't know if it is it on there. Is this to Chris Cardi? Yeah. Okay. Don't show it yet. Okay. So I'm a big fan of Bomani Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Right. The people know. People know I'm a big fan of Bomani Jones. Interesting enough, I'm beginning to disagree with Bomani, which means I think I think I need to go to school. Oh. Like I think I need to. I think I need to invest myself into some like a some type of education certification because there there's a perspective that Bomani Jones is coming from that mm. I don't agree with, but because because he presents it so intelligently, I haven't quite figured out a way to centralize my thoughts mm-hmm. and 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 formally propose a, a, a counter. 
I'm just like, I don't like it. I don't yeah. fuck with that shit. Right. But anyway, there's, there are a lot of things I still agree with. And, 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 and I want to say I made a statement when I turned 30 that I was only interested in things that served me. I think I'm over that era. Era. I think I'm interested in things. <laughs> I'm interested in things, right? At okay. one point, I didn't want to. I wouldn't be dealing with shit. George Floyd was dead. Brown and Taylor didn't get no justice. I don't give a fuck what white people think at that time. Now I'm just interested in things. Watch Severance. It's pretty good on Apple Plus. Anyway, was watching Bomani Jones. Bomani Jones did an excellent segment on the Masters. The Masters mm-hmm. is a golf tournament that happens at the Augusta National Golf Club private course. Right. Right. In the history of the Masters, which is a golf tournament, there are only two golfers who are actually members. Of that country club. If you think Tiger Woods is one of them, you're damn wrong. Because oh. it is what you thought it was. All right? It's racist. It's sexist. It's classist. All right? Mm-hmm. It is. It's all of those things. The The Masters is so classist. And I don't even know if people recognize it as a classist. The Masters is so classist that they sell merchandise and concessions under market price. <laughs> so you can get a, you can get a, a yingling... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me use Yingling. You could get a um, a, a Stella mm-hmm. on the course of the Masters for two dollars. Now that's wow. a six dollar Stella, right? Right, five dollars a happy hour. But at the Masters, they selling it for two dollars. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the merchandise. They only release a certain amount of merchandise, right? Mm-hmm. Don't they not have commercials too? They don't have commercials, and they said, "Fuck you, CBS." Right. <laughs> All right, we don't need y'all for real. They show the Masters for four days, y'all. Four days the Masters is on. They show five commercials in total. That's how classist the masses is. Like, we, we above money. Fuck you. All right? That's not my point. Now, hit the Chris Carter joint. One of the sponsors for the Wake and Bake Fest, and I want y'all to know when I get sponsored, it's going it's gonna to be, it's going to be an authentic situation. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris Carter, you got him up? Mm-hmm. Got my man's up right there? Mm-hmm. I didn't get it before. I didn't get the bastards things before, but man, after hearing that Bomani Jones segment, which side is it on this side? Mm-hmm. This shit is genius. Ooh. This shit is genius. There's another picture of him where he's sitting on the toilet, right? <laughs> it's because it's like, fuck the masters, right? Fuck that traditional archetype that led us into toxic, toxic masculinity, a rampant misogyny, rape culture, Racism within blackness towards blackness, white supremacy. Fuck all that shit. Fuck that shit. Even to the point of traditional family, mm-hmm. we ain't we ain't masters out here. We fucking bastards out here. I get it. I didn't get it before, but this shit here, <laughs> this shit here, yeah. this shit is genius. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is genius. So when they hit, when the ancestors tapped on Chris Cardi's shoulder and said, "I need you to fuck with Wake and Bake with Bimo," we had an aligned thought. We are bastards. We are bastards to this country. We are bastards to this culture. We are bastards to our names. What? We are not followers of a tradition. Fuck that tradition. Fuck the Augusta National Golf Club. You know what? I want want them to invite me to their country club. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shit in all 18 holes, right? <laughs> and the lady in the house know I got enough shit, okay? I'm going to shit in all 18 holes. Every time that somebody put their hand in there, they're going to be touching my ass. Fuck them. Sweetheart. 
And these, the masters of the type of systems, the type of white supremacy that's been so normalized that we forget that it exists. Right. And they entertain us with these lack of commercials and our $2 bids. We forget that it exists. Mm -hmm. Then a nigga like Chris Carter, Chris Carter come up and say, nah, fuck that. You got to remember, bro. You got to remember, bro. We are not of here. We are not of planet Earth. Right. I just wanted to get that quick review. Right, because I thought I got it after I, I, I watched the Bomani Jones thing maybe like a week ago. I got it. I get it. If anything, come get you a a bastard shirt at the at the Wake and Bake Fest. <laughs> if anything, okay, shit. <coughs> all right, let's um. I didn't got all excited. Um, what else I got on there? Uh. Wicked Best, Big Wicked Big Best sponsors. All right, hit the sponsor joint. All right, so we do have, again, a very interesting thing to happen in my life. We do have sponsors um, that will be part of the Wicked Big Fest. These individuals are bringing things that I think will be unique to your smoking experience. We got my man OGK Mink, who's coming through not only with the crypto advice, and I know, nigga, oh, fucking crypto. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. Uh, the other day I went off on NFTs, right? I, did I say that on the show? No. Okay, I might have been in the office. Jack Dorsey sold his first tweet as an NFT. I don't know the exact number, so don't quote me. Jack Dorsey sold his first tweet as an NFT for like two point eight or four point eight million dollars, right? Wow. And it was in conjunction with a fundraiser to help uh, COVID um, victims. COVID. Healers, COVID patients, COVID. What are we victims? Not victims. I've seen. I've seen it though. I've seen them say COVID victims. I don't know. Well, the COVIDs. People with yeah (laughs) (laughs) went to the COVIDs, right? Um, uh, they recently tried to sell it on the auction block, right? The NFT Jack Dorsey. They went for four point eight million, right? They set the price at $23 million, 23 to $25 million, right? The highest bid for this NFT was 280 regular dollars. Oh, uh, you were uh, number. Nope. Uh, 280 <laughs> regular dollars. A zip, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in my opinion, is the, is the exact worth of Jack Dorsey's first tweet. About 300 bucks. That actually wait, wait. makes sense. Do you know what's funny? What's isn't, that, isn't that the number of characters? It is. <laughs> so somebody they was petty. Somebody was petty. <laughs> so you know, and you know what? The fact that they was petty with their money means this is a rich person with an attitude, which is probably a young person that's like, this shit is stupid. Exactly. <laughs> but I want you to know that the NFT situation now, see, 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 People stop listening right there. But I want y'all to know the NFT situation is real. Web 3.0 is real. What black folks will do, which I don't blame us for because of the system of trauma and oppression that we go through, we hear one negative thing about this system and we automatically disengage. Do not disengage, right? You, The thought that you could ever be rich off of flipping digital portraits Mm -hmm. is as rare as you getting rich off of flipping actual portraits. Right. That's only like one to... 
two percent of the world are able to do that. So if you're able to do that internet, congratulations. Mm -hmm. You are mirroring a system that happens in real life. This is why I say the internet is not a real place. <laughs> you are only going to emulate real life. But I don't want people to um, disengage from NFTs because I think the system of NFTs is going to be integral, right? Same thing about crypto. Niggas say mm -hmm. crypto, but Monty Jones is one of those individuals that they call it funny money, like it's not really there. You call it funny money all you want to, but that shit is a currency and it is not going anywhere. You will die and Bitcoin will still be around. I think it's, it's too late. And by too late, it, me it means I bought a pizza with Bitcoin in 2009. Yeah. I have a Bitcoin out there somewhere. I have no idea what it is, but I was using it for criminal enterprises on the internet. The black market. Laundered money. It's all. But the trick is, if you can trick people to thinking that the fake thing is a real thing and that the real thing is not an imitation of the fake thing, then you could be Be Real the app. <laughs> Other sponsors we got going on, so you know I was talking that cash shit as it comes to the rolling contest, okay? Is the, is the, is the slideshow still going? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was talking cash shit about it. As a prize for the rolling contest, we have the Kanahiba Kanagar mm. or Kanahiba Kanagar. Anyway, do you remember all the characters from Barney? <laughs> no, <laughs> I remember what they looked like. Kind of. Was... was one of them TJ? What was the baby? Yeah. <laughs> TJ was trans, wasn't she? <laughs> I think so. Uh huh. That's what I thought. They called her a tomboy, but we know what it is now. Was she? She was the yellow one. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. she was the yellow one. It was a little. The little green one with the bow. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. She had a song too. Dream yeah. Oh, that's why I, I thought about the song just now, but I can't. I can't bring it to bring it to mind. Yeah. Man, I'm old. My right. mom said I used to love Barney. Anyway, <laughs> win the rolling contest. We got a, a blunt that smokes for two and a half hours, rolled in premium uh, hemp paper with shatter and wax. Premium gas in the mist is going to be a great time. Cannot wait. Um. The dude from Bomb right now is calling me. I don't know why. Oh. Um, dude from Bomb is calling me right now. We have him. He's gonna come give a rolling um class. Oh, why are you on your way? Oh Lord, it's tomorrow. Hold on, y'all. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's a live call on Wake and Bake with BMO. Yo, man, you on the show right now. Just want to let you know that. <laughs> Nothing. Where I, the 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 thing is tomorrow. Went four twenty Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, for sure. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. All right, for sure. All right, man. We'll have a master rolling class for my man Miguel from Bomb. Uh, he'll be there. 
me and the lady of the house, we took this class one day where we went to Baum to pick up a portrait because, you know, you got to buy a portrait for your I-71 situation. What happened? Baby Bob. Baby <laughs> Bob! Wow! wow. <laughs> Rolling class. What was the song she sang? It was about applesauce. <laughs> Anybody remember the Ooh, song? Man. Anyway, rolling class, me and the lady at the house, we took a rolling class. Now, we've been rolling blunts. I feel like I've been saying this on the show for the last three weeks. We've been rolling blunts. Well, I've been rolling since I was 21. I'm about to turn 33, so 12 years. I've been rolling for about a seventh, grade, seventh grader's lifetime. And I still learn new things when it came to experiencing the the cannabis. So, like, I just really, I'm really uh, excited for y'all to see that. And of course, we'll have a live show of Wake and Bake with Bima. We'll be there live streamed from Secret Location. I can tell the people, though, it's at the box. Y'all know, y'all know it's at the box. Uh, Where else I'm going to go? Hmm. Where else I'm going to go? I'm so fucking proud of the small wooden box, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm so fucking. And you know, I, you know who I'm also proud of? This is very random. He's not going to be at the show. 301 Icon. Mm. I'm very I'm very proud of that man. He <laughs> went from uh his first show at the box was like sorta of fool. Mm-hmm. His second show at the box was was bumping. Mm-hmm. Third show at the box was nobody there. And that's how it goes. When it comes to events, when you get to your third event, you usually run through your entire primary circle, mm. which means you haven't burst the bubble. So in your third event, if you haven't like engaged with another partner, if you haven't dramatically grown, mm-hmm. if you try to repeat the formulas from one and two, especially from two, because two was so successful, mm-hmm. I could write a book about this shit. Your third one, nobody gonna be there. But the thing that you gotta do after failing at the third one is you gotta get the fuck up. Right. You gotta get over it mm-hmm. quickly. Right. Like really quickly. And get to the fourth one. Because the fourth one, you will have learned the lessons of your failures of the third one. Your primary circle will be re-engaged because they saw you fail. They weren't at the situation. Say so they will be back for the fourth one. You'll have a secondary and tertiary audience. You have learned the new lessons. I hope it's like sponsorships or endorsements or something. Man, 301 Icon has done that, though. That's what I'm saying. His fifth show now, he nearly sold out the pie shop. Oh, wow. Right, that's how I should go. That's how you go as an artist. I know it's the hard way. I know niggas want to go viral. I know niggas want to pop off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's some internet shit that's not real, just like in real life. You know what I'm saying? Justin Bieber just don't be popping up every day, okay? <laughs> okay? I think, I believe Justin Bieber might be the last viral person before the internet. Hmm. Put a pin in that. <laughs> Put a pin in that. Um, but yeah, you gotta do you gotta do the work. So three one icon is doing the thing. So we're doing at the box. I'm very proud. OGK is gonna be there. Um, my man from Bomb is gonna be there. Oh, oh damn, that's another slide. Hit the uh hit the features joint. Okay. What's up? The features, yeah. So we got different features as well. We got my man Yaja to be there. My man Bomb is gonna be there from uh um my man Miguel from Bomb is going to be there with the rolling class. We Oh, you know what I don't have on here? We do have Sunrise Joker. My bad today. I got to make that fly for you real fast. We do have Sunrise Joker starting at 7 o'clock. I mean, y'all look. It's going to be a good time. And you know who's in town? Mm-hmm. Do you know who's in town? <laughs> See, this is, what I, this is what I mean by like, I don't give a damn if it's, I don't give a damn if it's only eight of y'all right here. If all eight of y'all show up and we have a good ass time, boy. 
But you know who's in town from New Orleans? Yeah. Seth! Yeah. The Wake and Bake Bebo Night original. <laughs> what? In town. It's crazy. And bought a ticket. It's crazy. It's crazy. So you know what we got to do. Mm-hmm. You know what we got to do. We got to go to New Orleans. <laughs> we got right. to go to New Orleans, and we got to do a Wake and Bake with the people of New Orleans and her people. We got to do it. We got to do yeah. it. I don't know. I, I, can you see the joy in my face right now? God damn it. <laughs> Man, you've been talking about it since since you found out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. I ain't got no more talk, like Birdman say. Wait, is there another? another? Oh, yeah. Pass all the videos I said. Hey, hey, hey. I'm still kind of nigga mad at me. I'm still kind of mad at you. Try that bitch out of my mouth. She ain't by it. She ain't by Stretchy, yeah. this is quality. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Because little do niggas know, still shit be like that. Yeah. At the quality of, of steel wavy's materials, yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. The stitching on it, the Popier stitching on the joint. Come on. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with my friend. I'm still Fest that's safe and in the same vein as Afropunk. Oh, ooh. right, right. Ooh. Right. <laughs> I, I heard a thing. I don't know if I should say it though. <laughs> All right, so the National Cannabis Fest is coming up, right? Yeah. Um, my man's. I was in Southeast the other day, right? Which I. If you from if you're not from here mm-hmm. and you don't visit Southeast, you fucking up. Like yeah. not, no, you are violating black culture. Yeah. If you are from here and you don't do nothing in Southeast, you don't go over there, you don't go to the games over there, you don't got a man's over there, you don't got a barber over there, you don't volunteer over there, you don't live over there. You avoid going. If you live in D.C. and you're not from here and you don't go to Southeast, you are violating blackness. 
So I was in Southeast on, on Saturday, and my man's told me, man, I want to go to National Cannabis Fest. But the, t- the ticket's too much. Mm. Damn. I want to go to National Cannabis Fest, but the ticket's too much. I asked him, how much is the ticket? He was like, like 98? And I was like, like 98? They charging, hey, we got a new ticket. Hey. Hey. They charging quarter prices to get in? And so the late at night, you know what? I'd be feeling like you'd be walking with me, but <laughs> we talk all the time. I call you every time I'm walking to and from somewhere, even though you right here. <laughs> I talk to you from the metro to the elevator at the house. <laughs> and then we sat in the and then we sat on the couch quietly. <laughs> uh, we were talking this whole inflation situation. There is an economic theory that like there is inflation that is happening on like a very granular level, but then brands are taking this opportunity to raise their prices. The example they used was a case study. They said that Coke was tried, was charging five cents per can mm-hmm. all the way into the mid eighties and was still becoming a billion dollar company. We were walking together that day. Huh? We were? Yeah. Okay, cool. We were walking that day. Okay, <laughs> yeah. we were walking together. Okay, for yeah. sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um But yeah, they 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 could only charge oh, you said they charged only five cents up until the eighties. Yeah. yeah. So when I see things like this, like I see it at RFK and I'm like, why are we charging hundred people dollars to get into the national cannabis fest? Right. When I see prices like that, that made me feel like on over the shoulder, RIP. Damn. On over the shoulder, I had a, a BMO goes too deep about festival prices. Mm-hmm. Right? And I broke it down to the granular level of the average black person's net worth, which I think is like 19K. For black women, it's like a dollar or $10, or something crazy like that. Wow. So if your net worth <clears throat> is 19K, mm-hmm. And you don't work your ass off for that 19K. Spending $300 on a fucking festival right. is a major is a significant portion of your wealth. Right. <laughs> okay? Oh, actually, it's not 19K. 1.9. Sorry, excuse me. Oh, wow. For black men, it's 1.9. Uh, for black women, it's like $10. <laughs> that ain't funny. <laughs> We broke as hell, y'all. We broke as hell. We broke as hell. And niggas on the internet talking about 100K ain't enough money. Boy, if you don't do better, you disrespecting your ancestors, man. Anyway, I ain't got no more talk. conversation for another day. I don't got no more talk for that. I don't got no more talk for that. Like Birdman said, I like what he said there. You know what I'm talking about? When he pulled up on uh, on the breakfast club? It's the most gangster shit I ain't heard, man. I knew some places where you was at, but I ain't want to do that. I didn't think that was gangster. <laughs> I wanted to pull up on you. Look up you in your face, man to man. Put some respect on my name. Y'all saying Will Smith should have done that? <laughs> Are you saying that Birdman had the blueprints? All right, y'all, let me get up out of here. You ain't got no... What a, okay, nah, I can't I got, get out of here. Okay, I, go ahead, go ahead, go okay. ahead. Okay, if you could design a... I don't know why I move my shoulders like that, but uh, I can't wait for the people to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. Go ahead. If you could, you know, create a 420 festival like Afropunk, how would you do it? What would you like to see? Wow. 
Huh. Um. Hmm. I think you just unlocked something in my brain. <laughs> yeah, you, you seem to have gotten real huh. introspective. I like, have. Yeah, you're you're totally huh. changed. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I'm disappointed in myself. Why? Because I haven't thought of this before. <laughs> What's up? I don't know. I have, I don't, I, what would I want it to be? I just, uh, the question in itself has allowed me to now investigate a certain Hmm. I'm having trouble with words right now. Malik says uh, smoke cella. Um who said that? Malik. <laughs> I ain't seen you on the show in a long time, man. Right. Um <laughs> uh, smoke cella. I don't man. That's actually a, a that is a wonderful idea. And it is such a wonderful idea that I can't even express to you what that would look like to me. I guess Mm. Malik, no. Malik, you remember when we was in that hotel for your birthday and we was, uh, we had, we, you know what I'm saying? We was rolling off the E. Okay. <laughs> Judge your mother. All right. We was off the E and niggas played uh, Way Too Gone, Jeezy, Future. Mm -hmm. there, was a, there was a moment, and we were smoking blunts too. There was a moment when we looked at each other and it just felt like we was together on a different yeah. I'm hoping to capture that tomorrow. And if we could do that on a grand scale, like here's the thing. There is a there is a class of stoner mm -hmm. who I feel like we all on the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> if we could somehow celebrate that, I don't man, that sounds wonderful. Is that what Rolling Loud is supposed to be? Mm. Right? I don't know, but Rolling Loud feels like a festival. I don't... Yeah. I, I don't... Um, how do you make smoking the main attraction? Is that kind of like what Woodstock was? Except, you know, I guess it wasn't just weed. <laughs> <laughs> According to the documentaries at Woodstock, they was off one <laughs> or two. Right. Two, if you will. Mm. It's all good. We got to get the app. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we about to go, man, because I ain't got no more talk. I appreciate the burning question. I don't know. You know what? To ask the question again. If you could create, craft, design mm -hmm. a 420 festival, like a Rolling Loud or a mm -hmm. Smochella, <laughs> what, would you, what would you do? How would you do it? It would be the Wake and Bake Fest 420. Hit the ad. Good morning, y'all. <laughs> That'll work. Mm. Even if you might not want to, 
You can't help but wake people up with that fresh, steak-ass herb smoked in the haze of the early morning. Sativa? All right, time to head upstairs. Oh, I'm so ready to make breakfast with my sweetheart. Sweetheart, wake up. I got breakfast. <laughs> oh, you made breakfast. This is sweet. The best part of waiting for like your toes, though. Oh! <laughs> is being more Free pre-roll with injury.